save our sons and daughters did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new the sleeping child to a blind man. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face faith on Mary's part, didn't it? Amen. Just wonder some of the, and I think I've preached on this a couple weekends ago, the thoughts that were running through her mind as she became the highly favored and chosen one by God to bring forth the Christ child. So I just, uh, this past week, again, not going to preach as such, just share some, some thoughts here regarding uh, the manger and uh, just I was up here praying one day, and uh, that was out, out there in the foyer. My eyes were drawn to it, and so just going to spend a little time today thinking about uh, the manger, Christ's entrance into the world. You know, we look back in the scriptures, and I love the book of Isaiah. It's, uh, you know, I've, as a young man, studied it quite extensively, and then over the years have have uh, also spent some time to share a lot of different scriptures from there. And I think one of the bedrock 
scriptures. We're going to be looking at it in just a few moments. Is Isaiah 53. It's a powerful chapter. And as we, uh, there we go. I was hoping somebody would catch that. As we uh, find out, you know, Jesus quoted from Isaiah and really I think the apostles too. There were some 47 chapters out of the book of Isaiah that were quoted in the New Testament. So it Isaiah saw things that, that uh, you know, 700 years down the road, you know, it was right like 680 B.C. when he was recording some of this prophetic words that he, that he spoke forth. And he, he saw this day, and he saw that day, the cross back there. He saw both of these and wrote about them. So, again, we're going to spend a little time. Let's, let's go to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, and... He, he, he spends a little bit of time here in the first eight chapters talking, you know, when you're a prophet, sometimes it's a harsh word. It's a strong word. It's a word of judgment. It's a word of, uh, uh, what can we say here, a reality check. It's time to get back to God type thing. Are you with me? Returning to God. And, and Isaiah had done that some here. And sometimes, you know, even in our world that we live in today, we... The gospel message of Jesus Christ is full of grace and truth and love, and we love to preach that message. But we as ministers of the gospel have an obligation to, to, to preach the full counsel of the Word of God as well and tell you and warn you, even as Isaiah did that generation. Here they are going through Babylonian captivity. And why? Because they pushed God away from their life. They rejected God. They turned to pagan worship instead of to the living God that had brought them forth so many times, their deliverer, and, and yet we find him in the first eight chapters warning them. Then he, then he says this in verse 1, There will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, the humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future he will honor Galilee out of the nations. Where did Jesus spend a lot of his life? Galilee. By the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, here it is, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Hallelujah. How many like light better than darkness and gloom and doom? You know that old hee-haw show, gloom, despair, and agony on me, deep, dark. I like light, don't you? I like good times. And so Isaiah saw this, this day coming, and then later in that same chapter, in verse 6 and 7, he goes a little bit farther and nails it even more. He says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and his peace, I like that, both of those things, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. Important. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So he, he saw down through the 700 years of time, he saw this scene right here perhaps not, not exactly this scene but he saw the savior would come did he not makes it pretty pretty clear here and then we see of course most of us know the story of, of uh, Mary and Joseph and how they were the chosen ones to bring forth the child we 
We know an angel appeared to, to Mary and uh, spoke to her and said, you're highly favored and blessed and you're going to bring forth the, the Christ child. And she's like, you know, in bewilderment, you know, how is this going to happen? I haven't even, you know, been with a man. What's, what, what are you talking about here? And the Holy Spirit let her know that he's going to come up on her and overshadow her. She's going to bring forth the, the Christ child. How many are familiar with this? Now, you've heard it and heard it probably many times if you've been a Christian very long. So just the, the miraculous uh, conception of Jesus, just the Holy Spirit overshadowing her and causing her to deliver and bring forth the Christ child. Well, we, saw, we see that Joseph had a part in the, in the mix as well. So again, the angel of the Lord appeared to him, told him, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So now he's got to get them from Galilee or Nazareth to Bethlehem, doesn't he? Because it had been prophesied that the child would be born in Bethlehem. So how does he do that? Well, once again, Israel, because of uh, their uh, rejection of God, is under Roman oppression. So the Romans put out a decree that all should be taxed. So we know the story of that in Luke 2. They go and uh, arrive in Bethlehem. They get there and they're looking for a hotel, but none to be found, right? So we find the Savior of the world being born basically in a cow shed. Would you agree? How many's ever been around a farm? Not the cleanest, uh, nicest fragrances. Uh, uh, being born in a, in a manger, in a stable, in a feed trough, we might say. And, and you know, you, 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 I thought about this. You, you know, it, you would think that God would have planned if I was God I might have planned this a little differently you know here's royalty the very uh, essence the very son of of God and why not in a royal palace with all the sanitation and all the, the goings on and invitations and all kinds of stuff being sent out but he chose this chose this right here why so that the, I believe the lowest person in the world can relate to this right here are you with me today you know he he jesus faced rejection even before he got here he was rejected by the innkeeper there's no room there's no room for you all here no room and then we find you know as, as he goes through his life his own people turned away from him so i don't know that just really was in my spirit strong this week i don't know if there's someone here today uh, going through some rejection in your life. It could be in a relationship. It could be a family. It could be friends. It could be different things. But, uh, you know, Jesus knows rejection. He knows rejection. John chapter 1, verse number 10 and 11 says this. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, I believe that's the next verse, to them gave he the power, there he is. Okay, I didn't put the, the last verse on there. He gave them the power to become the sons of God. So we see, you know, even in this, this text right here, he was rejected, he was, he was pushed away. And how many know God loves rejects? Amen. Any of y'all ever felt like you were a reject? You know, I remember in, in school, I was not the most popular guy because I had a, 
I wore hand-me-downs type thing. You know, how many, I remember the old patches and stuff on your britches, and we were kind of the, you know, nearly a lot of people in town were poor, but we were, when I say poor, we were poor, okay? We sometimes wondered where our next, by the end of the month, wondered if we were going to be eating ketchup sandwiches or, or what. So we under, I understand rejection. Uh, and, and yet, the main part of this, I mentioned Isaiah chapter 53 a while ago. Isaiah saw it in uh, his birth and entrance in Isaiah 9. By the time we get to 53, he says this. 53, verse number 3 of Isaiah says, He was despised and rejected and forsaken by men, a man of sorrows and pains, and acquainted with grief and sickness and like one from whom men hide their faces. Wow. I want you to really slow down right now and just reflect on this verse today. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. Surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, our weaknesses and distresses, and he's carried our sorrows and pains, our punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with, as if with leprosy. Push him away. We don't want anything to do with him. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bru- Here's the Bible in a nutshell. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities, the chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him we are healed and made whole hallelujah and all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has made to light upon him the guilt and the iniquity of us all praise God there's still people today that are choosing to reject him are you with me there's still people today and i know we i I, i've talked to him you talked to him some of y'all talked to me about people you're in your family or co-workers or something that they're just you know not ready yet they're just you know just still wanting to live their life and 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 do their own thing and you know sometimes you want to just really uh, get a hold of them and say come on man the savior of the world came he came to earth to, to ransom you, to deliver you, to set you free, and to give you a new life and purpose. And you see them, you see them living down here, and you want to grab them by the hand and pick them up and say he loves you, and he cares about you, and he's got a, a purpose for your life. How many are glad you found your purpose? I'm glad you found the light today. Praise God. I, uh, you know, in, that, in this manger was a baby, yes. But it was a person, the Son of God, who would redeem all of mankind. All of mankind. It's, it's not just for the, 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 the high fanfare, the highfalutin people. It's for every man, woman, boy, and girl. Praise God. He was despised and rejected. It saddens my heart. The one who only wants good things for our life was rejected and pushed away and is still being pushed away of God. And I wrote this early this morning. The love of God was presented to the world, I believe, in its purest form, a little baby. 
How many of you ever held a little baby? Just, wow, precious, precious. God's gift to humanity. Incarnation. Divine being taken on human form for you and for me. Do you love him today? Praise God. And I know we're here this morning celebrating. I know you do or you wouldn't be here. We're celebrating his birthday, his entrance. Because we didn't reject him. We received him. Amen? And he gave us, as John said, that right to become the sons and daughters of God. I want us to stand together this morning, and we're going to uh, serve communion here in just a moment. We're going to come up actually together, and uh, I'll get uh, Juan and uh, Bob, if y'all don't mind, to grab the communion elements back there, I believe, at the back. And they're just going to stand here, and we're going to come up front here in just a moment. And uh, remember Jesus. Every time we do this ordinance in the church, we, I hope we all understand the significance, the importance of this. Jesus did it the very last night. He was here upon this earth with his disciples and his chosen loved ones. And so he said, as often as you do it, it's not about whether you do it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday, but as often as you do it, what? Do it in remembrance of me. So I appreciate you taking time today to, uh, away from your family or your plans for the day to come and just remember Jesus. And uh, wow, just his birthday. And, and we know, you know, we know that he's, he's, not, he's not in the manger anymore, amen? We know that. We're, he, he's not in the manger. He's on the right hand of the Son of God actually pleading your cause before the Father, making intercession for you, saying, I believe, I believe in Sandra. I believe in Bianca, amen. Father God, just bless, he he loves you and he cares about you enough to die for you. So as we come by today, uh, if you don't mind, uh, just in fact, let's all just come up here together and make a line across the front and I'll have them just come by where you're at. We're gonna do this a little bit uh, different today. Just going to stand up here together around uh, around the, the manger. We remember the manger, but we remember where he's at now too, don't we? We know right where he's at. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad he, he didn't have to come from a palace to be worthy of praise? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Let's just do that right now. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your virgin birth. You came in all humanity and yet in all of deity, Father God. And you came to this earth. You live and dwelt among us. As sure as we're standing on this earth today, you were on this earth for some 33 and a half years, going around, doing the works of the Father. So thank you, God, for your plan It was a good plan. We look back and people would question why this lowly way, but God, you knew. You understood well what was needed for all of humanity. And you did it exactly the way that you had planned it for years, God. Thank you. I praise you, Lord, for Isaiah. 
looking down through, through time and, and seeing, seeing this very sight, Lord, that the Savior would come and of his kingdom there would be no end. He would lay down his life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Is everyone served? Hopefully. All right. Praise God. Lord, we just bless this communion service right now. We remember, we understand from the cradle to the cross. We've studied your life, Lord, the life of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I thank you for your shed blood today. I thank you for your broken body. That night as you gathered there in that room, you set something in motion for us today, an ordinance that we believe in here at the house, Lord, Holy Communion. So we understand its significance. We understand that we must examine ourselves. Make sure, Lord God, that we are living our life for you. So right now, Lord, I just ask if there's anyone here that's living away from you, Lord, that they make a prayer right now within themselves of saying, Lord, I believe in you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Let's just say that together today. Lord Jesus, I love you. Thank you for becoming my Savior for forgiving me of all my sins, for healing me of all my diseases, for restoring my life and redeeming my life from destruction. I praise you now. Amen. Amen. Let's take of the bread together, symbolical of his broken body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Likewise, the cup together. Thank you, Lord, for your shed blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your shed blood. Let's just, this is kind of impromptu, but let's just sing a song of of praise to him this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We just worship. Just worship him in your own way today. Just worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us
praise you, Lord. Worship you, worship you. Glory to your name. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worship you. Thank you for coming, Lord. Worship you. Worship you. Thank you, Jesus. today will be a, a great time with family, friends, those you love dear, but also I challenged you last week to spend a little time with him, and you've already come today and started it well, but maybe before the end of the day, even get to spend a little more time in his presence. I woke up about three o'clock this morning, just, uh, just thinking about him and reflecting, so it's going to be an awesome day, amen? God bless you.